The following episode of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios, matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates. Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. It's the Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a lot for it. This is the Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! Back up! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. And welcome to another episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Scott, and here with me, as always, is Mr. Gary. Hello, Gary. Hey, I uh, yeah, I am here. I'm not always here, though, just so you know. I mean, I'm I'm usually here. Um, I said here with me, as always. On oh, the show. all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Take That's true. the win, right. man. All right, take I, t- I, t- I take it back. I take it back. I take it take back. Take the win. <laughs> all right, well, good to see you. Same here. See, you're looking... Mighty red today. 
Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Color of my shirt. All right. Is it? See what he did there? <laughs> All right. Well, this is episode 243 of the podcast. Today, we will be discussing season 11, episode 7, Promises Broken. But first, the boilerplates are. Yes. Uh, as always, as always, while this plate boils, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, which is still, still somewhere out there on Facebook. Um, I believe it's facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast, but don't quote me on that because I only check it to talk to you guys. And literally that's the only reason I pretty much use Facebook. So uh, with that being said, uh, please help support us by hitting up our trial, <laughs> hitting up, geez, please help yeah, us yeah. by hitting up our sponsor, Audible, audibletrial.com slash dead. You get a free audio book, audio drama, uh, comedy special, whatever you want that they have on there for free. And it supports us at the same time. So audibletrial.com slash dead. Uh, finally, Walking Dead No Man's Land, the mobile game. We try to pitch it every week because we have our own group, Death Squad Z. You can come in, you can play missions based on the episodes of the show, you can collect your favorite characters, you can pip them out with like extra weapons, and you can beef up the weapons and um, build your own little camp and you know prioritize what you want to make and do, and uh, it's really kind of fun. So Walking Dead No Man's Land, again, that's the group is Death Squad Z. Uh, you can find us and join our Guild Wars and all the challenges and get free cool stuff. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you, sir. Well done. Mm-hmm. Well played. Thank you. All right. Well, let's just dive right in to our main event, our recap discussion of Season 11, Episode 7, Promises Broken. I just would like to point out no promises are ever broken here on the Walking Dead podcast because yes. you know what will happen if you break promises. You know what happens, right? Uh, what? Nothing. Well, I um, I like that the storylines this week advanced the story a bit. Uh, that didn't seem to be the case sometimes with these uh, um, character building episodes, although I do agree with uh, most of your points. Uh, in the last couple of weeks on on what was good that I didn't I didn't really catch. Um, especially last week when you were talking, there were a number of things I didn't even consider. Mm. And so it made me appreciate the episode a bit more. Cool. So I am glad that uh we had uh, some movement here, particularly on the Commonwealth. I was I was uh, very interested in that. The I mean that interest- one was that that segment was probably the most dynamic and interesting, but like you're saying each of our little story segments move the story along a little bit. There wasn't just any, you know, yeah. milking the scene and, you know, whatever, like it was really very engaging and kept moving, which was nice. Yeah. And, and those, you know, we, we recognize that character building episodes are, are necessary. Um, you can't go, you know, balls to the wall with action every single yeah. episode, but uh, it, uh, it is nice that they don't, when they don't spend too much time on that because then you're like all right i get it there's some deep feelings going on yeah right but um 
I, I love my favorite. Well, I had like, I thought one part was best in, in the terms of it was the deepest and most fundamentally necessary a conversation, but I was most interested in the Commonwealth. Um, just from a sense of learning more about it, because obviously we've not encountered a, a a community that's that technologically still with it. I mean, they have telephones, yeah, ring, and they just like it's almost like nothing happened. But it's weird because they still have areas. They still have areas where zombies can get in. At least part of where they go. So I don't know. If, there's a wall surrounding the place. It doesn't seem like it. It's really not clear. I can't tell if like they have a zone within their main structure that has a wall around it that just hasn't been fully cleared out yet mm. that they're waiting, saving to expand or like they weren't very clear about that, but it seems weird that they would have like a section of their open area where even the son of one of the <laughs> bigwigs there can go hang out and there's zombies there. You know, it doesn't seem like that should be a thing, but I, I don't know. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, they have like a green zone, like you said, in the middle where the governing, where the, where the governor is and, and where the main uh, government facilities are. But uh, it, yeah, it's not clear. And I remember Mercer said these United townships. Mm. So it's almost like there's a more than one settlement inside this thing that functions more like a state which makes the title of governor more appropriate than like the, the guy who runs a little town in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like the after episode segment where um, Angela Kang was talking about the charisma of leaders, particularly the, the leaders of the, the, um, the bad guys. And so she actually showed clips of all the main ones going back every, every from, from the governor to um shane even <laughs> oh wow yeah i don't know that i quite ag agree with shane was the leader of some kind of group but he was certainly like a somebody in opposition or he was kind of a leader of that community before rick got there mm -hmm. um, but they showed that and then they even showed a clip of gareth and i had to stop going who the hell is that again oh yeah, oh, yeah it's the guy from from uh terminus yeah and then they showed alpha who i would have preferred never to see again but they showed her and that was that so but they went through see. the whole thing about you know with um they actually showed a, a brief clip of all our friends on their knees with negan about to kill uh glenn so got to see glenn again <laughs> that was nice <laughs> yeah for a brief second so, um, yeah, they were kind of going over about uh, Negan's personality and how he's charismatic. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. But the, I was um, interested to learn a little bit more about Lance Hornsby. Obviously, he's somebody with a great degree of power, but he still has somebody he reports to. Yeah. So he seems to be able to do a lot, but there's seems to be a limit to what he can do. So. I, I was struck, though, by how scared a lot of these people seem just scared. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like, you know, there's soldiers all over the place, of course. Uh, there's an authoritarian feel to the place based upon what we've seen. But it, I don't know. The secretary, for example, I mean, Pamela Milton must be a horror to work for if she inspires this kind of fear 
Yeah. In her secretary. So like she's afraid if she doesn't like she she goes on errands to get ice cream <laughs> for the woman and then she's sitting in there and she seems like she was just scared to talk to 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 talk too long to Yamiko. So that, that's And Yumiko's very, brother too. Yeah, you, you, yeah, and he's the other one. Um he doesn't want anybody to know he was a doctor. I'm sure that it, we'll find out what that's about. I'm assuming my my going theory right now is that it relates to him not wanting to be in a part of that elite white collar group um, because they seem to be running the show and there's a little deviousness going on there. And obviously we haven't seen much of it yet, but it seems like there's something dark in that group. Yeah, I I was thinking that he's afraid that he would have, if they know he's a doctor, then they'll force him to do things he doesn't want to do with his Mm -hmm. medical knowledge. And so that leads us to what are they really doing then? What's going on? Are they running experiments? Um, and how do they, and that, that is the thing where Hornsby wants to know where, where Alexandria is and how to get there. He could be wanting to know so he can know if they're actually a threat yeah. or they want, they have some other nefarious purpose, but, I don't know. It seems like we would have run into these people before if they're this well-equipped and this well-organized and this uh, possessed of, of modern technology. Um, obviously, they're not the people with the helicopter. Yeah. So if those hmm. movies ever get made, maybe we'll find out who the people with the helicopter are. <laughs> Do you think we'll see Rick on the main show by the end of the series? I hope so. I hope they Me do too. like a like a Michael Rosenberg and bring him back for the series finale, at least him and him and Michonne finds him or something or the last couple of episodes, they bring him back. Yeah. I hope they have at least an episode or two at the end with him and like the Michonne and whoever's left, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know where they are now physically located in fear the walking dead. And they Mm -hmm. started in California and then, and then they were in Texas. Um, and then um, I think they've moved on since. So I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen that show past season four, and I think they're on season six or about to start season seven. I'm not sure. Oh wow! But yeah, uh, I'm yeah, more behind. <laughs> yeah, the, the show got, as I've mentioned before, the show got significantly better from season three on. So now those first six episodes were good, but season two, as you remember, was kind of kind of rough. Yeah, that was a bit of a slog. Um, so, but season three was a bit better. And then season four was really good. That's the one where Morgan came in and Garrett Dillahunt. And Jenna Elfman, Gary. Mm. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, the, the one thing I did not like <laughs> was that once again, they did something that they've done before that you expect them to do. It's fairly typical with plot lines like this, just like with Aiden, Deanna's eldest son and Alexandria. I'm not going to lie here. I had to look that up. I couldn't remember what his name was, <laughs> uh, but the one who Glenn punched in the face because he acts like he's privileged, just like this little guy, Dushin Yolo Milton. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name is actually Sebastian, but I'm just going to call him Dushinolo because that's he, a nice he, name. He got fitting. He got, yeah. He got, um, he got a little pissy about something, you know, 
they they killed all these zombies and he was mad because they interrupted his date. I'm like, yeah, who's this guy? Hang out with Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> with the skills. he wouldn't make it that far into the apocalypse. Oh no, no, no! You can't do that. <laughs> You're fake. You're dirty. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I thought it was that they did bring in a dynamic they haven't done in a long time, where everybody has a different name for the zombies, and they called them marauders. Mm. And the, you know, um, uh, the governor called them biters. Right. And they have just different, different names, which is interesting. So, um, I think the obvious difference, of course, is it's unlikely Pamela Milton's going to thank Eugene for punching Dushin Yolo in the face. Like Deanna yeah. thanked Glenn for punching Aiden because she she realized Aiden was a punk. Yeah, but that's probably not going to happen here. No, no. And it, you know, um, the lady who's going to play Grace, uh, Grace, the one who's going to play Pamela Milton. If you did, you see the Boy season two? Yeah. That's Colonel Mallory, the woman, the soldier that they that they uh, work with. Oh, okay. That's the lady, Layla uh, Robbins. Nice. Then there was the Lee Lee and Daryl go for a hike segment. I just found this primarily boring. I really didn't learn anything new. Clearly, he is trying to feel her out to see if she can really be an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, Pope's obviously what Pope is. Uh, the overlap thing where Gabriel's spying on the where that on the Reapers where they are, and that guy comes out who's like getting all religiousy. Um, remember he's watching this guy who comes out and he's like praying and he pulls on. Oh like, yeah, talking to God. I was yeah. just hoping Gabriel would pop him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I actually really was. I thought the same thing, but he didn't do it. No, he didn't. But I thought Angela Kang made a good point, an interesting point about that, that Gabriel might have, except Gabriel has had this inner conflict about believing that God doesn't talk to him anymore. And here he sees this guy who very much believes he's talking with God. And so Gabriel, that's why he he lies to Maggie and says he didn't see anything. Do you think I read it in the scene as he stumbled a little bit and Maggie could tell he was lying. Oh yeah. When he yeah, told her that without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like she just let it go anyway, but yeah. still it, it seemed pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's not, I don't, he's probably not very good at lying except to, to Robert Patrick. <laughs> yeah. That one he was good at. Yeah. He was too. He killed his own brother. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a, it was interesting <laughs> to me. That was a really surprised guest star because he's like a pretty heavyweight. And that they got him to play that character. He was, of course, brilliant, I thought. Yeah, he was great. He was. and that One whole, of the best random guest stars they've ever yeah, had. That whole deer hunter thing I thought was was pretty good. Yeah. With the, with the Russian roulette. So, and I, I really did, I really do enjoy the different variations on how they explore Too Far Gone. I mean, that one last week with the with the people, the, the, the yeah. psycho cavemen and the... The psycho caveman. <laughs> yeah. The psycho cannibal caveman. Yeah, that that was that was a, a different thing I hadn't seen before. And that's one of the points Angela Kang made about these people just went nuts and feral and then turned into 
dogs, I guess. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. They, they, they've lost their sense of humanity, yet they still wear clothing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and they still wear clothing that indicates, at least for the female, the one female that was in the group, some sense of modesty because she had her top covered. Now, we know that's really TV, but you would think feral, people who go completely feral would not really find any need to have clothing, particularly clothing that the, that makes them look like a psycho caveman. Yeah, true. Loincloth. Hmm. They would just be running around there, you know, commando. <laughs> so, um, but I, you know, I, I not really a mystery how, in my view, what it's going to happen with Daryl and, and the rest of them. Cause we've seen that before. So True. she'll either, she'll either stay loyal to Pope or she'll help Daryl and she'll get sacrificed. And then, um, yeah, but I, are I, you I'm leaning in, one way or the other? Are you leaning one way or the other? No, I haven't. I really don't know. <laughs> Cause she's loyal to Pope cause Pope's a father figure, but she does have feelings for Daryl. If I had to guess, I would say she'll probably side with Daryl. Because uh, she does have doubts about uh, Pope's mental clarity, uh, but yeah, I, I think we know where that's going. Yeah. So, uh, the last segment, which I'm calling Coach Negan, uh, that's the whole thing with Negan and the group over there um, doing the scouting and then becoming their own little whispers thing, which I thought was a great and innovative idea. I mean, shit. Walker bombed the place. So, and they got quite a herd going there, which I thought was also kind of cool. It's interesting to watch that used in a way that we want to see it used. <laughs> yeah. And once um, Negan had his little speech and got Maggie to agree to it, um, mm-hmm. he really made a pretty good teacher. Yeah. You know, and like they, they ran pretty well together and it's kind of, uh, a blessing, I guess that, you know, that, that she had Negan in her group and he's the only one really that could teach her how to be a whisperer at that point. Yeah. You know, so, um, and it's a really good theory. Um, but do you remember, or not a theory, not a theory. What did I mean? Um, tactic, a really good tactic. Yes. Yeah. Um, did, do you remember where they, how they knew that, uh, that herd was in that barn? Um, no. Cause isn't that what, uh, Gabriel went to go find and said it's still there. Um, I don't think that's what he was talking about. Or was he trying to find Meridian and make sure they were still Yeah, I think there. that's what he was looking for. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think they were just collecting. They were collecting walkers. And unlike other people, they, they understand rule number one, as we discussed, that every building has at least one zombie in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some have more, but every building has at least one. I just wonder if um I don't recall hearing it, but I could have it could have been something like one line that was easily missed in there. But mm. I wonder if maybe those were left over from the whispers that like they had a herd hidden maybe. that they had mentioned in a previous episode previous previous episode that we just she never got to use and maybe they knew it was still there. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but there wasn't anybody from the whispers with them. True. Uh, certainly Maggie wouldn't know about that. And the only one who might know about that would have been Negan. Hmm. But it's hard to say because that would be something that they would have had to, you know, they would have had a retcon that because there's never been right. any inference that 
that Negan was even privy to to uh, tactical information like that. From even even though uh, Alpha appeared to trust him, I don't recall her, her like giving him access to all her tricks and secrets. Yeah, true. And now she never will, Gary. She never nope. will. Never will. Yeah. <laughs> Probably can't. But I thought that I thought this segment was was the best. It was the most enjoyable. Although it wasn't the most interesting, it was the most enjoyable. I don't know. I wouldn't have necessarily told Maggie if I had it to do all over again, I would have just killed all, every last one of you. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But that's why I was like, she said, why would you say that to me? <laughs> the only thing I could figure, and it's probably the reason he did it, was that um, even earlier on in the episode, they were... Uh, Maggie's teammate, I forget the guy's name, was questioning whether or not she actually trusted him now that she made that agreement. And basically she said, well, I just hope I don't have to go back on it. I you know, it was but, the guy who had the hockey mask on at the beginning. I don't remember. Luke. I, I don't know their names. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't either. But that guy whose his sister was died, his sister was dead, the little sister. Yeah. Uh, they found her at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Even when they were talking she mentioned she wasn't sure if she could trust him yet, even though she went along with it. Um, But then later on, after he built all that trust, he even said, he's like, the only way this is going to work is if we're totally honest. And he's like, if I could do it all over again, I'd probably do the same thing, but just make sure to kill all of you first so that you can't come back against me. Um, And she's like, you know, totally flipped her around where she was just starting to think maybe he was turning a new leaf. He said something like that. But if he would have just come out with more like lovey dovey, you know, yeah. nice type stuff. She might have then been more suspicious. More suspicious. So I think she wouldn't have believed him. Exactly. Said I would have done things differently, and so she she didn't expect him to be brutally honest. Yeah. And I think that shocked her more. But yeah, no, I said I don't know that I would have done it, but it's perfectly within his character to do it. And I'm and just, in a way, I think it makes it more yeah. likely for her to trust him. Yeah, yeah. Because he was totally honest, even brutally honest in a way that only Negan can be. Yeah, and I did like I did like that he brought up that kind of conundrum point of view thing where look, you know, uh you attacked my people and they didn't do anything to you and like what you don't think that they had lives and hopes and you yeah. you one of them you had a kid there. And and he mentioned Gracie and she was surprised that he know, knew about that. So you think I didn't know who that was? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, I think that was a point brought up at the time when they attacked the uh, satellite station, that yeah. they hadn't actually done anything to the Alexandria group, and they were basically drawing first blood. So, um, and I remember somebody asked, are, "Are they actually the bad guys in that scenario?" Like, well, no, no, they're saviors, but <laughs> nobody knows that at this point. They just went in there and killed these people that they found and that were in this satellite station. So yeah, true. But uh, I I thought um, I thought that the Angela Kang made the point that this was kind of really in in keeping with Negan. We need to remember was a a gym coach, so he's a teacher, and he seems to really enjoy the really big. Not bad at it actually. It's pretty good at yeah. it. Yeah, um, I like. In fact, she says, uh, this isn't a game or this isn't fun. I'm not having fun here. And he said, well, you want with that attitude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, all in all, I walked away from this episode wanting to see 
what happens with the Commonwealth more than the rest. But although that last scene where the herds approaching the walls of Meridian was, uh, was, a, uh, I thought there was going to be more. And I'm like, that's the, <laughs> I haven't yeah. felt like that in a long time. Wait a minute. That's the end. Yeah. It's an exciting setup. <sighs> so yeah, at least, <laughs> yeah, we get to see it, you know, earlier, but it's still a week between each. <laughs> we still have to wait a week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I thought it was a good episode. I mean, I, I've enjoyed them all in one way or the other, some more than others, but I did. I thought this was a, a good episode and, and really advanced the story well. And uh, yeah. particularly on the Commonwealth, I'm really interested to see what happens next. I agree. So. And I loved and agreed with all your statements. And pretty much the only other thing I would add is basically what I was saying earlier that like, I liked that each segment really moved the story along. It wasn't just a, dwelling with these characters type moment like each thing really had other significant twist or significant progression or like uh mm. you know interesting things happening even just the the yumiko stuff you know we yeah. focused more on the other things because those had the bigger reveals you know of eugene you know having to get locked up and all this sort of stuff but yumiko's whole side of things is really interesting and her delving into this high society of this group you know um it's gonna be really yeah. interesting to see where they go <laughs> I, I in think our mid-season that, finale or yeah, tri-season I, finale. I thought that was an interesting uh, point when uh, they made that um, Mil- Pamela Milton likes to uh, surround herself with fellow Harvard Law School graduates. Yeah. <laughs> so that should be interesting to see how that plays out. That kind of reminds me of the dynamic between uh, Maggie and Deanna, where Maggie kind of picked Deanna to be like a um, civil administrator. Yeah. And she had been a congresswoman and all that. So I thought that was kind of, we'll see. We'll see if, if that plays out well or if uh, Yumiko doesn't turn on her. So I'm wondering how the conversation is going to go between her and Pamela Milton about the brother. Could you see Yumiko forming an alliance more with the higher class people to protect her brother? Possibly. Her yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. She doesn't really know. I mean, she she hasn't really known them that long. And um, even the ones that came with her weren't her friends from their original group, you know, right. so she really has pretty like, little attachment to these guys. Like what happened to the musician guy? <laughs> yeah. Where did he go? <laughs> Didn't he go off with the Virgil and Michonne? I don't know. I don't think so. He was in he the went off with some of group. I can't remember. Do you remember? Maybe he went to Oceanside. I don't know. Maybe. I think that's what it was, actually. Now that you say that. I don't know. I, I'm guessing that's just what they wrote in. I, I, I'm guess he just wasn't. He's not part of the cast. Because mm. he really wasn't a very interesting character. I just, just, you know, they've got the other four, but not him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they don't even have Magna in. I don't think I've seen Magna in the last few episodes. And I guess she was a very important character in that part of the, the comic series. up to when she came in. I don't know. So I guess we'll see more soon. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our episode for this week. Again, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast where all dignity goes to die. (laughs) And of course, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. So stay safe, Victorville, California. Hike. CK? Yeah, there's not a lot goes on in Victorville, man. It's on the oh, is it just desert. one of those cities you drive through kind of thing? No, it's there's a marine, big Marine Corps base there. 
Oh. Yes. Big, I assume that's why you place. went. I'd never been there. I just drove through the desert on my way to San Diego. Oh, wow. On a horse with no name. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please take a moment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also post comments on our Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. <laughs>